To Common Reprisor Club. I'm Ashley, and I'm also Ashley. What? <laughs> Molly, you believe me? It's me. That's your friend and mine. Well, uh, yeah, hey, that hi. didn't work. Yeah, that didn't, yeah, <laughs> we lost the plot there pretty quick. That's how you know I, it's uh, the evil Ashley that she's not doing the intro right. No, that's how you no, know that's the normal good Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> we have Luke with us. Hello. Hello. Uh, Common Rider. We're Kamen back. Common Rider. It happened. Yeah. Yeah. Luke, what you been up to? <laughs> what have I been? Well, okay. So I talked about Pac-Man Championship Edition last week. Yeah. I had just recently beaten Mikey's score. Yeah. And then before that episode came out, they fucking beat my score back, and I've been owned, hoisted, <sighs> destroyed. Yeah. I uh, I'm gonna keep trying. They might have me just beat. I don't know if I can. If I can top what they did. Devastating. Oh, it's rough. Devastating <laughs> loss here. Uh, yeah, what else have I been doing? I um, Resident Evil 8 is out fairly soon, and uh, I decided to... I have had a PlayStation VR just sitting like on a shelf getting dusty for a couple of years now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sounds like uh, a Luke thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh... And I just kind of, like, wiped that off. I'm like, all right, I should go back and finish RE7 and got that all set up. That game, spooky. Scary. That game is spooky. It's it's real spooky when you're in virtual reality. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. <laughs> I it, got, like, freaked out when I played, like, Half-Life uh-huh. in VR. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, fuck that. Right. Yeah, it's, uh... The big thing VR brings to the table with that is a mechanic where you walk up to a door and the door opens a crack and you can use the headset to, like, lean in and try to peek through the crack to see if there's anything beyond the door. Why would you, why would you do that? You would scare yourself doing that. Yeah. Just uh-huh. kick the door open. <laughs> it's, it's, like, even more so like the, no, you have to go down that, like, hallway. Yeah. Yeah, well, unfortunately, (laughs) this is not as good of a Resident Evil as 4, because there's no kick the door open button. What the fuck? You just have to walk forward into the door, and you'll slowly open it. Can you punch the door open? No, you cannot. Fuck. (laughs) Fuck this. What are we even doing here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I don't know. That's a good game. I like it. Um, There's a fucking... I have not gotten this far in the replay yet, but there's a fucking basement full of black mold, which already, like... I don't like that situation in real life already. Uh, And then sometimes the mole just gets up and takes on the shape of a man. And it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. The worst uh thing. What's that, Ashley? The worst thing. (sighs) 
top like five for sure. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's about it for me. I feel like I did other things this week, but fuck if I can remember them. Hmm. Okay. So uh, it's like right, there's some well, kind of actually, doppelganger sapping my memories away. Yeah, it's not. That's not what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty definitively. You don't know. This episode has so many just avenues for bits. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, what have you been doing? Um, I've been playing uh, Prey. Yeah. Remember that game? I do. The, the 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 later one, not the first one that's called Prey. Right. I don't know. I think the kids need to spend more time praying. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Go on. Just was going to let that one sit for as long as you could. <laughs> that's fine. You can let him hang. Um, yeah, I don't know. I needed something to play that wasn't like too smart right uh-huh and like kind of like i kind of wanted like an open world game but like open world games that i kind of wanted to play were, were costed money mm-hmm. that's why i up. already had prey yeah. yeah and that's kind of open world <laughs> <laughs> not really but kind of not really but kind of it, it's an immersive simulation yeah and i was like oh, i like the beginning of that game at least uh-huh i had like played like 10 hours of it before. Yeah. That's about how much I've played. And then I was like, eh, I'm done. Um, but I've gotten further now. Nice. And I'm, I don't know if it's just like, you know, not having anything to fucking do. Sure. But I'm liking it. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, my thing with that game is I realized that there were a finite number of resources on the space station. And obviously they give you way more than you need to finish the game. But the mere idea that I could run out. Gave me so much anxiety that I stopped playing it. Good job, Luke. <laughs> no, I, I, I can't make fun of you for that. That is, like, <laughs> even though that is not how what I experienced during this, I've experienced stuff like that in other games. Sure. We're broken human beings. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's like some weird choices that game makes. There's like some like stuff that I think is like outright like dog shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, story-wise. I also, like, knocked the difficulty way down. Sure. Just because, like, I'm not interested in, like, in the combat in this. Yeah. Like, the, the, the combat that works in that game for me is the mimic stuff. Yeah, for sure. Where you, like, walk into an empty room and you, like, when the door opens, like, something moves and you're like, ah, fuck. Yep. <laughs> or when you, like, turn around and, like, were there always two coffee cups here? Right. Well, I guess I better smash them. <laughs> um, but like, there's weird stuff. Like, like I've gotten to the point where you're like setting up kind of like a home base, and you're like saving people. And I was like, oh, I should go save that person who is like waiting outside and like doesn't like have anything wrong with her, except that you know she's on like oxygen from a spacesuit that's running out slowly. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, no, you can't, though. I'm like, well, okay, that seems weird. It's like, what, I'm just going to condemn her to death, then? <laughs> I'm like, yes. I'm like, all right. <laughs> seems weird. <laughs> seems weird. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie to okay. see like what I thought of it now. Yeah. It's fine. It's sure. A totally fine movie. <laughs> it's, you know, not incredible. Leonard Nimoy is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like Carl, Carl Urban. I think he should be in more things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like as like a star and not just like as a like a the you know 20th dude. <laughs> I don't know. He's yeah. good. I don't know um, who that guy is. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> well, Luke, uh, you have definitely seen him because he's the dude with the two machine guns in Thor Ragnarok. Oh, okay. Um, but based like on his, that, I don't have a strong opinion about him being in more movies. I re- he's fun in Star Trek as Bones, and uh, he's really good, like actually really good in Dread. Okay, I believe you. All right, thank you. <laughs> uh, I watched Beyond the Valley of the Dolls, which is a movie written by Roger Ebert. Oh. Uh, and I, like, lost my mind about it. Okay. Not in, like, the way that, like, I lost my mind about Star Trek, which is still ongoing. Sure, right. Yeah. Not the movie, the TV show. The TV yeah. show, we know. Um, but Beyond the Valley Dills, it's, yeah, written by Roger Ebert. <laughs> uh, d- directed by this guy called Russ Meyer, who his other kind of most famous movie is Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Uh-huh. Which was, like, a kind of, like, drive-in theater uh, kind of exploitation uh, movie that was very popular mm-hmm. and, like, had a kind of cult following in the 60s. Yeah. Um, it's also the name of a Riverdale episode. It is, because all, all of their episodes are movie titles. Is that still true? Have they kept that up? I'm not sure. I haven't. Okay. Fair enough. I'm not abreast of all. <laughs> I've been thinking about diving back in. Yeah, no, it, it's always there in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um... But Beyond the Valley Dolls is, uh, as they explicitly put at the beginning, is not a sequel to The Valley of the Dolls, but it does have basically the same kind of plot. Okay. Um, just more so. Okay. Valley of the Dolls is about these, like, three white Miss Western ladies who go to Hollywood and become corrupted. Okay. And... Like, do a lot of drugs, and some of them die, some of them don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beyond the Valley of Dolls is uh, this band of three ladies who already do a bunch of drugs and have sex a bunch. Uh, decide to go to California, and then they ha- do more drugs and have more sex. Great. Good for them. And it's, it's very, like, 1966 Batman. Okay, you're selling me. And, like, how camp it is. Uh-huh. And, like, over the top and, like, that kind of, like, middle ground of, like, I they know that they're being funny, but I don't know if everyone knows they're being <laughs> funny. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, like, the quote from, like, the director, because, like, that Robert Ebert, because, of course, I listened to the commentary, which has Roger Ebert. Uh-huh. Uh, was, like... This guy was giving a performance that it was a very, like, serious movie. And Roger Ebert, like, was on set and was about to tell him, like, hey, don't, <laughs> you know, this is, you'd be more comedic. And the director stopped and was like, 
don't tell them it's a comedy because a lot of actors, if they try to be funny, can never do it. (laughs) (laughs) But if they just read this as well as they can, like, you know, like as seriously as they can, Uh it'll be hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Reminds me, just because you brought up Batman... Of uh, in that movie, the fucking like famous shark scene where he's like fighting with a rubber shark stuck to his leg. Uh, I listened to the commentary for that movie, which is good. It's just uh, Adam West, and I can't think of the actor that plays Robin, but Burt Ward. Two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, Adam West is talking about how they watch the dailies for that scene, and they're like, "Ah, fuck, we got to reshoot this. This looks horrible. You can t- the shark is very obviously fake. We got to come up with something else." And he went to like, "No, motherfuckers." You don't touch a hair on that scene's head, great as it is. <laughs> and yeah, and like Adam West in that, like, what makes Adam West so great in that movie and in the series is that everything Batman is saying is like fucking Shakespeare to him. Yeah. I just love he's like, how dare you try to make this movie look better? Yeah, no, like, like he, he is a good enough actor to know that, like, okay, I need to play this 100% serious for yeah. it to be hilarious. Um,. But no, yeah, it's like I I loved it a lot, but I can't like it's one of those movies I definitely can't recommend to everyone. Sure, and I can't even say that it's like good filmmaking. Uh huh. It's just I had so much fun with it. Yeah, and like every time you look over something, uh, like weird and like new, like is happening, and there's just like another weird. Like turn a phrase that gets said. Hmm. Um. So yeah, I, I I appreciate it. One of the funniest things to me is uh, Valley of the Dolls is kind of like no longer as well remembered because mm-hmm. it's like very puritanical. Um. But Beyond the Valley of the Dolls has continued to be this kind of cult classic, and the Criterion Collection tried to get it in there. For literal decades, since like they the, since the Criterion Collection started on Laserdisc, yeah, uh, and they were never able to get the rights from Fox, who own it, and they just kept going, kept going, kept going, recording bonus features every time that it happened. So they have like a interview with the director, like from like nineteen ninety, and the. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, commentary from Ebert in like 2006 uh, and like all this like really incredible stuff and the only thing that let them put it out in like recently uh, was the fact that they had to also publish uh, Valley of the Dolls uh-huh. and they're like fine <laughs> and if you like look between them like yeah Beyond Valley of the Dolls is like this you know a great package it's got like all these special features it's a 4k restoration yeah and valid dolls like it's got some commentary i don't know <laughs> god which that's just extremely funny to me yeah um and then speaking of movies that i don't think are good filmmaking necessarily uh-huh uh, i watched mortal engines you watched the film mortal engines mortal engines is there the a reason filmmakers you did this one? of Lord of the Rings. Yes. Um, not really. It's just, like, always people talk about it. Well, like, not always, but, like, people in a certain, like, 
brand of film criticism just go like, man, that movie's fucking weird. Right. Okay, yeah, sure. And I was like, yeah, I want to see what the deal is. And, yeah, it's like, it's trying to be Fury Road. Okay. And, like, other Mad Max movies, but it is too caught up in its lore. It's, like, trying to be the Hunger Games, but it's too silly and over-the-top for that. Okay. And, like, it's what... There's some real great stuff in it. <laughs> and I mean great in every definition of that word. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, the image of... Okay, so the plot of Mortal Engines is that there was, like, a nuclear-style war, like, a century ago. <laughs> nuclear war, with but without fallout. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Like, it's a resource-rare Earth now. And... That has, it also, you can get everywhere, like, the, basically, it's returned back to Pangea, almost. Okay. Like, or, like, a section of, like, the world broke off, and they explain it more fully, but I, it, in one ear at the other. Um, sure. Like, there is a land bridge to, like, that is connecting all the worlds. Okay. And... The way that they decided that this that the groups of people should gather more resources is what if we put cities on treads, yo? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And now you said that, but I don't believe you. <laughs> no, the cities are on treads. No 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 that that part I get. Right. <laughs> and like it starts with this like all these towns together, like trading and like having like a vi- like a marketplace, and then all of a sudden, like oh, it's a predator city. It's fucking London, <laughs> and London is showing up, and it's like has like all of like the fucking London landmarks on it, like okay. on top of it, and like a giant not, like. Okay, I knew everything up to this point. I didn't realize it was like. Real world cities. Yes, it is like London. It has like the giant, like British flag in the like painted on the front of it. Okay. With like a fucking hood decal of a guy like with like a lion that is like some actual statue. Uh huh. Um. Unfortunately, like they don't go like far enough into that. Okay. Like London is really the only city you see. Okay. And then, like, at the end, you see some, like, other destroyed cities that are, like, oh, that's got, like, the Kremlin on it, or, oh, that's got... (laughs) Um, You don't see any American cities. America does not exist in this. Sure. Um, The only mention of America is they have, in, like, their old world museum, they have an example of American deities, which are the minions. (laughs) (laughs) Good joke. Good joke. <laughs> um, but the, like, yeah. So like, the city, like, it literally like, fun, like, track, like, chases down this mining town, and like, shoots hooks into it, and then it gets dragged into like the gaping maw of London, and like, then it shuts, and it like, it has a late title card when that happens. I was like, oh, fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then it makes you th- like want to really care about these two couple, this two people in love. Oh, and I was like, oh. <laughs> um, 
Um, so, yeah, that's the majority of the movie, and that sucks. But every so often, it, like, captures that, like, fuck yes. <laughs> um, the way I put it on in my review in Tamale is that it's if Jupiter Ascending was as influential as The Matrix. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. This is a movie, uh, this is a spiritual, this is in conversation with yes, Jupiter like, Ascending. It, it, it's for like a movie, like where like, well, like okay, like that movie was a huge smash, obviously in this universe, right? So we need to make a lot of really more dense movies with a lot <laughs> of really big, some physical, some digital, like design, and some weird monster designs, uh huh, and just fucking and like, and just pump like a hundred fifty mil into it. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, push that as, like, oh, yeah, this is for everyone. <laughs> uh, it, it is not. <laughs> yeah. It's not, also not a good movie, but fuck, man. I can't not hate it at some point. <laughs> right. Um, it has two, like, oh, this person is secretly my dad reveals. Oh, wow. Two. Um, but also it has a guy called Shrike. Who is a was as they say is the last uh, person from the Lazarus experiment, and he's like a robot man that was a person, <laughs> and he's just basically steampunk Terminator. Okay, and it's like all right, <laughs> and he just screams a bunch and goes shark. Yeah, Holly, what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just gaming. I don't know. Uh, still farming. Yeah, still farming. Uh, less than I was, um, but I did download a different farm game for my 3ds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you in it? <laughs> I haven't opened it yet, so I don't know. I'm not that. Yeah. Good. What game? Uh, it's the story of seasons for 3ds instead oh, okay. of the Switch version they just put out. I just wanted to see what it looked like on there. That's fair. Um. But I I beat Shining Soul Two, uh, the the Game Boy Advance game. Uh, Grats, thanks. Grats. Uh, that game's fucking great. Still, it's just it's just a fun little brawler. Um, and then I started Pokemon Heart Gold. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. That uh, game that's it's Pokemon. It's Pokemon. It's, it's I would Pokemon. say it, it's a little better than most Pokemons, but not by a huge yeah. amount. Yeah, I I love uh, gold, or I loved gold back in the day. Yeah, uh, and you know what? It, I still do. They I like should. Um, little guy follow you. They should make another handheld. I think. Mm, you're one of those now, huh? Yep. Turns out, <laughs> uh, I got I had a handheld, and I was like, wait a minute, wait no. a fucking minute, they're not making these. I'm uh I'm glad they're not because now uh, the games that I like that were only on a fucking DS, I can just play on a TV like I want to. No. Yeah, but then. But then I loaded up Heart Gold, and it's like, here's all the fun Pokemon sprites. I'm like, this is one trillion times better than Sword and Shield. If you want to tell me that they should go back to sprites for Pokemon, I am willing to listen to you. We could do that. We we can agree there. Yeah. On paper, I think it would be cool to have 3D Pokemon. They've done a terrible job of it every time they've tried. (laughs) Yeah, so far, not so good. They're they're 0-3 so far. Pokemon Stadium is fine, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Pokemon Stadium's okay. But the eh, if you go back and look, it's not that good looking. Even for a N64 <laughs> game. I never had a 64, so I don't know. I uh, The thing sure. that really uh, got me mad was I got Pokemon Battle Revolution for the Wii. 
And, um, uh-huh. Which is basically Pokemon Stadium, but for, like, the uh, Diamond and Pearl generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except I played it, and uh, I played it on Pokemon Stadium to see that they are definitely reusing a bunch of animations from Pokemon Stadium. Oof. Oof a doofa. I was like, bro, you can't do this. They can. And they, they will. They can, and they, and they did. They did. <laughs> Man, if Twitter was around then... Right. Yeah, that, that would have been the the start of Pokemon Company lied or whatever. Yeah, you know, these days people get mad because they don't have all like five thousand Pokemon in one game. I don't uh, fucking care like, about that. I just want sprites. <laughs> right. Yeah. In like two thousand seven, they charged fifty dollars for a game that so you could battle, which you could already do on the DS. <laughs> it was just in three D this way. Yeah, but people didn't have to spend their money on that. That was right, their they, parents' money. Exactly. So that's not real money. Right, right. That didn't cost anything, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Sprites take so much less work for them to do. Like, And they, they're more delightful. The, the 3D Pokemon could look really good if they had the time and money to make each model look good, but they don't. They, um, when you, when you, uh, have Wooper, when you, when Wooper comes out, he just looks back at you and he has a little <gasps> face and then he goes back to fighting. It's great. It's lovely. Fucking, I love, oh god, what's love, Scraggy Wooper. in black and white? They're like black and white introduced animated he sprites. His pants. He did his whole little thing where he did a little dance and like hiked his pants up and then did a little ta-da motion and dropped them. And it was adorable. He was just constantly scrambling to keep his pants up. In 3D, he just stands there and breathes. It sucks so bad. Fuck this. Scraggy, yeah, pull I, your pants up. I, I want to see like a, a good sprite version of. Fuck! What's that Pokemon's name? The f- it's my favorite Snom. Pokemon, and I don't remember the name of it. Snom. <laughs> well, yeah, I want to see a good Snom. Phalanx. Um, it's the fucking rock Pokemon. Like not not act like punk Pokemon. Oh, uh, toxicity. 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 Tox- yes. Yeah. Britney Spears toxic. Yes. yes. You got it. Yeah. I knew it had to be one of the new gen ones because those are the only ones that don't have sprites. Yeah, and also that's the only Pokemon game I've played. Yeah. Can you? We have been deprived of the little rabbit starter sprites. How dare yeah. you? Oh, that'd be so Nintendo. good. Fuck you. Oh, I tried to uh, paste the animation of Scraggy doing his little pants dance, but it didn't animate on Skype. Thanks, Skype. Piece of shit. Worthless program, I swear. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm. Uh, I gotta play. I gotta finish Disco Elysium yeah. this week. Um. That game's still fucking good. Yeah, it's a good game. S- spoilers for what I'm gonna say on <laughs> on yeah. uh, on journal, but yeah, I I like that fucking game. It's a good game. It's a good game. Best game of 2019, some might say. Hmm. Some might say that. Some who haven't played Pathologic Two. Uh, I can't play Pathologic Two anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, forget yeah. about that. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry, Luke. Anyway, anyway. Uh, you all want to talk about Common Rider? Yeah, Kamen sure. Rider. Speaking of shit Luke's lo- Luke likes <laughs> that <laughs> I can't fucking stand. <sighs> I <sighs> like these episodes. I don't really understand why you hate them so much. I will tell you why. <laughs> <laughs> allow me like there's things i can see that are wrong with the like you know like oh this could be better but like the basic arc of it i like 
I, no, nope. Mm -mm. Um, Yuki gets uh, two applications, one for her, one for Kango, to go to NASA in America with uh, Chairman Gamo uh, from the principal. And the principal's like, don't forget to give the other one to Kango. And she's like, okay, even though they'll definitely... And only one of them can go. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, they're definitely going to pick Kango over me, but that's fine. Uh, and then she goes over to the windows like, oh, space voice, voice from space, be cool with me. Um, and then, uh, Chairman Gamal walks in, he says, what'd you just say? What the fuck did you just say? In my school? In my school? Uh, can you tell me what you mean by the voice of space? And Yuki's like, I'll tell you, but everyone thinks I'm a fucking weirdo for this one. Yeah. Um, a long time ago, she heard a voice from space, you know, calling to her one night, telling her to, uh, you know, when she looked up, it seemed to be coming from there. Uh, and... If you can hear this, come, because we'll be waiting for you, is what she heard from space. Yeah. And as she's describing this, you just <laughs> they keep cutting to Gamo, who, this actor's doing great, because he looks like he is trying so hard to keep a normal face. Yes, extremely. Like, um, he's just trying to keep his eyes from going red. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, um, he's kind of handsome. He's looking good in this yeah, scene. Yeah, he's a, he's a good looking dude. Yeah, good-looking dude. I wasn't thinking about that for the rest of the time because he's too busy being a sicko. Right. <laughs> and um, he will return to being a sicko in this. Oh, yes. yes. He'll go back to being a fucking sicko. Um, but uh, Yuki's like, uh, I don't know why I just told you that. Uh, anyway, nobody believes me. And then the principal goes, yeah, because this is bullshit. And then Chairman Gomo goes, no, I believe you, Jojima. You're gonna, we're gonna do stuff together. And she's like, "Oh, thanks, Chairman. Uh, I gotta go deliver this to Kango." Uh, and then she's he, like, claps his hands on her shoulders, and she is yeah. trying to both like bow, but also just like jump around and squirm in excitement. And she can't move yeah. because his hands are on her shoulders. His hands great. are on her shoulders. Yep. Um, and then uh, Libra walks back up to the uh, chairman and is like, "What the fuck was that?" And the chairman says, "Go look at her with the eye." Go look at her with your weird eyeball. He's like, I already and did. She doesn't have yeah. a fucking thing. He's like, shut the and fuck up and do it, idiot. Yeah. No, I don't fucking care if you do it. Do it again. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it changed. <laughs> oh, it changed. Like, See, idiot. Oh, oh now she's got I'm going to kill okay. you so fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> this MF dead. Yeah. Yeah, this, like, the, the like, Z plot of this episode is the principal realizing that he's going to fucking die. Yes. <laughs> He's like, wait, wait a minute. He never said I was going to go to space. Wait. Hang I on. never got to hear Hold a cool on. space voice. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> it seems like he kind of doesn't like me. Yeah. And if I didn't have, you know, the one thing that could, like, show him where the last person was. Yeah. He would have gotten rid of me like he did his best friend that he made the plan with. You know, I'm starting to think about how I really should have died ten episodes ago, and it's really a miracle <laughs> I'm even still here. Damn, this is all fucked up. I really gotta do something. Uh, Gen sees Yuki jumping down the hall, and he's like, hey, Yuki, is that you? And then she throws her Hayabusa plush on the ground, and Gen's like, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, and then Yuki rips up the um, paper that was for Kango, um, and then she runs off without acknowledging Gen at all. Yeah, but we see uh, that she has uh, a switch. Yes, and then at this after. point, I was like, "Oh no, this episode's gonna suck," because I thought it was going to be a dumb bullshit thing where Yuki 
this whole time has had like a split personality and one of them's evil and this is the first time we're seeing it. But really, it's been there all along and I'm glad that's not what it is. What if I'm glad they... that's not what it is, but I don't know if they did much better. I, We'll get to it, I guess. <laughs> uh, but what if they did that, but then it cut to like all the other episodes and it just zoomed in on uh, Yuki and then it did the red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> See, that'd be better. Hmm. Um, anyway, Gen is like, Yuki, I think you did something fucked up. And Yuki's like, you think I did something fucked up? And he's like, well, I don't know if you did something fucked up. And then Yuki's like, oh, okay. And then Gen is like, but it really looks like you. And then she's like, wait, but you, so you think I did it, motherfucker. Um, and so they have an argument and Yuki's like, uh, whatever. And as for your tickets, you can forget about that shit. Um, and Gen's like, tickets? What, what the fuck? I don't remember any fucking tickets. And Yuki, heartbroken, goes, what kind of fucking friend are you, Gen? Um, and Mew, like, breaks him up. And she's like, hey, are you sure you didn't do it? Just, like, tell me you didn't do it. And then Yuki grabs her face. Is like, could you drop the fucking chairwoman act for a minute? I didn't I like do this shit. she's got, like, her hands clapped on Gen's face. And then immediately rotates 20 degrees to clap her hands on Mew's face. Yes, that part's good. And then Mr. Osugi walks in uh, with a squirt gun and shoots Yuki and says, look, put your hands up. It's the police. Uh, and then he grabs her and takes her hostage and shoots her in the face with the water gun some more. Yeah. Uh, and then we go downstairs and see that somebody did graffiti that says everybody should love space. Yes. Yeah. At, uh, at this moment, like, it's almost unclear if, like, Yuki is being, like, way too, like, over the top. Like, no, it wasn't me. Like, no, what are you talking about? Like, to, because she, like, actually, like, she knows that she did it. Right. Yeah. Or if it's doppelganger shit. Yeah, because, like, I, I assumed at this point that it was just that, like, she got the switch and it was corrupting her like it does to people. Sure. That'd make more sense. No, that is, that's not even my problem with this episode. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say. Yeah, I don't um, but, uh, everybody in the school comes running up to her and is like, hey, why'd you paint all over my face? <laughs> why'd you do all this shit? Yeah, she's been vandalizing everything with space propaganda. Yeah, yes. I, I do like that it goes from, like, yeah, the wall to the, this guy, you know, these guy's flags to this dude's body. <laughs> yes, wrote all over, the, I guess the bodybuilders were asleep, uh, and Yuki drew all over them. Um, and Yuki's like, oh, I bet a fucking doppelganger did it. And everybody's like, what the fuck is a doppel? And then Shana's like, you know a German person? Uh, and yeah. then Tomoko explains what a doppelganger is. Yes. Uh, and then everybody goes, why would you even suggest that? That's ridiculous. Yeah, this is stupid. Yuki, why did you do graffiti on our faces and bodies? Yeah, and Mew says, Yuki, this is stupid. Just explain yourself. Um, and Yuki's like, hey, be quiet. And Shana's like, this does look like something you'd draw. And Yuki's like, it wasn't me. And then Jake was like, hey, what if we just have this uh, handwriting analyzed? And Yuki's like, could you not do this right now, bud? Yeah. Uh, and Gen is like, Yuki, get down from there. And then Yuki's like, shut up, Gen. You're not even being a good friend today anyway. And Gen is heartbroken. She He's wounds Gen more than anyone else ever has. <laughs> Gen died, and he didn't hurt this bad. When Ryusei punched Gen's heart out of his rib cage, it didn't hurt this bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah so I, I kind of hope that uh, the fucking like 
ultra mode didn't work in this. I don't know why it does. Oh, that's a it's fair point. Yeah, yeah. That's why true. does it? It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, um, we see Mister Osugi up at the top of some stairs, and he's like, "You can't trick me. I'm the old detective." And then he uh, tries to pull a suspenders, but his suspenders got tied to like a different part of the stairs and he gets pulled down because the, the the stretch is so strong yeah uh and then he gets knocked out uh right. funny but, and funny. we see that it's by yuki question mark yeah but then yuki jumps off a fucking cliff so it's not yuki yeah um and yuki then, has become fully joker fight is the problem yeah the the joker fight yeah yuki sprays jake with some water i am um, so mad that i already used the title like uh yuki's looking kind of sus <laughs> <laughs> She is looking kind of sus. Because this whole episode uh, is just her being an imposter and about, oh, no, yes. you're the imposter. <laughs> right. I could have warned you. Yeah, they're also uh, going out of their way to keep Yuki question mark's face out of frame. Yes. Uh, so she drops some flour. So she drops some flour on Shun. Uh, and then... Uh, Mew sees her kind of like straddling a staircase at the very top, and she's like, "Hey, you could die doing that. Maybe you shouldn't do that." And Mew runs up there, uh, and then Yuki's like, "All right, over the fucking cliff with you," uh, and then drops yeah. her. She's doing a bunch of harmless pranks until she tries to murder Mew. Yes, uh, which I guess makes sense because she's mad at Mew, so it you know kind of tracks a little yeah, bit better. Yeah, they kind of had like that light rivalry thing going on the whole time that, that yeah. never really goes anywhere, but you know. It's yeah. established. Um, so again, uh, transforms into yeah, Force I, I will and say, like, I can see, like, at her worst, Yuki, like, doing all that graffiti and stuff because, like, oh yeah, like this all makes uh, sense to me. It's like, yeah, yeah, this is kind of when it's like, oh, you, like, this is just straight up villainy. This yeah, is, but like, like, it's still rooted in like Yuki would never hurt Mew, but she maybe has some like frustration with her that's getting like amplified. Yeah, I, yeah. I just say, like, if, if this is, like, her, if she, this is, like, Yuki's bad side. Yeah. Uh, all the graffiti stuff, like, makes more sense to me than this. <laughs> I guess, sure. I don't even have a problem with the Mew thing. That makes sense to me. Uh-huh. Anyway, it turns uh, out that uh, this Yuki is the freaking Joker. Gemini. Uh, yeah, it's Yuki. Yuki's Gemini. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Have we seen the face yet at this point? No, we have no. not. That, that's like the uh, reveal at the transforms. end of the episode, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it, it comes up in the middle of this one, but Does there's it this yeah, fight it's, first. It's the, it's the mid-episode reveal. The end-episode reveal is the switch. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, there's, there's a fight. Like, her main power is using cards that explode. She's got gambit powers. She's got gambit powers. Um, and you know what? I fucking love gambit powers. Always <laughs> fucking cool to me. Yeah, she's just got a deck of cards that she throws and they explode. Yeah. Um, and then I, she, I, like, I handily... Do, Go ahead. I do really like her fighting style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just doing all kinds of little tricksy things. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's all, like, very, like, comedian-based, but it is not like she is a joke fighter. Right. Yeah, she, they can't hit her. She's yeah. still yeah. dodging everything. She's just being an asshole about it. 
Like, it's if I was going like, to complain, I guess the whole, like, jester thing doesn't really seem like it comes from Yuki at all. But, ah, being a crab man didn't come from that other kid, so whatever. Um, I mean, what does the Gemini constellation look like? It's just two people, right? You could uh, yeah. a joker with that. Sure. Um, I think they're going for, like, a Harlequin thing, because, like, her face is half black and white, so it's, like, split that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because she has a light side and a dark side, you see. Sure, yeah. Much like many of us. Right. Uh, um, they tie Yuki up in the rabbit hutch. Yeah. I, I was gonna, I was just gonna say that her fine style reminds me a lot of, like, Drunken Fist. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I do like <laughs> the Gemini monster runs around a corner, and then good Yuki walks around the corner being like, dude, 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 just having a day, why is everyone mad at me? Yeah, I don't get why at this point they're not like, okay, that couldn't have been Yuki, because Yuki would not be doing this shit. Or... Because um, after they let Yuki out of the ropes in the rabbit hutch after talking about it a little bit, and, like, yeah. Gen is still freaking out. because He's like, oh, fuck, I can't remember this thing that she's mad at me about. Right. Um, like, lets her go, and then somebody comes in with, like, the footage that shows the, the mask face Yuki. Yeah. They don't immediately go, oh, hey, we should keep someone with Yuki so we can keep track of which one's the fake one. Well, I mean, as soon as they see that, they go run to her house to, like get her, and then it just all kind and, of falls well, apart from no, there. No, they run to the house, and then both Ryusei, Gen, and Kengo leave her alone. Well, sure, I guess, I don't know. Look, there's there's eight of them? One yeah. of them could probably stay with her. I feel like there's a lot of episodes where we can think, wait, why didn't they just do this, though? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do this not think one... this episode is unique in having that problem. It is unique because it is Yuki. It is not a random person. It is fucking Yuki. <laughs> sure. It is so much more important than anyone else the show has covered for, like, a bad guy. Yeah, but it... Yeah, I, I don't know. One thousand times more important. No, I get that. I get what you're saying. Um, also, you, well, we gotta talk about Yuki's parents. <laughs> Yuki's racist parents. <laughs> Yuki's racist parents. So wacky that they're doing all kinds of different cultures when they make dinner. Every time they make dinner, they dress up like the culture they're making dinner as, and they start off doing French people, and that's okay. But then that's okay. Listen, you can always make fun of French people. It's not <laughs> it's racist. It's never racist. Right. Yeah. But then and smash cuts like, to oh. like them flashing back to when they did the same thing with Indian food, and that's no, no, no. It's like this is no, definitely no, no. way racist. <laughs> Yeah, we can't do this one. This is bad. Uh-uh. Uh, at first, I was like, oh, it's nice like they were seeing Yuki's parents, and it like totally makes sense that this is who... Yes, right. this is extremely Yuki's parents. So they're just goofballs, yes. yeah. Like, it's the same thing that, like, with Gan's grandfather, where it's like, yes, this is yeah. fucking photocopy-paste. <laughs> Gan's grandfather, by the way, great in these episodes. Great in this episode, yeah. Um, Gen is back on the rabbit hutch. He's like, fuck, I can't remember what those tickets are all about. Um, which that that's this is the biggest problem for this me. This is the biggest problem for me. Hmm. Okay. Getsuro Kisa. We're not even at it yet. I'm so I'm still mad about this. Oh, see, I like this element of it. Well, uh, no! but you're right that we're not at it yet. <laughs> no. Um, I'll lay the case for why I like it when we get there. Yeah, and I'll tell you you're a piece of shit idiot. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you. Uh, Mr. Osugi hands over all the footage from the school that has the mask face Yuki. That's kind of scary. scary. It's like, it's It's Yuki wearing this creepy white mask of her own face. It's a little creepy. Don't like it. Yeah, it it definitely has, like, some, 
uh, like, you know, serial killer in a movie vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It looks like a fucking, like, a, like, white version of, like, a dummy that you practice CPR on. Yeah. If I had to, like, give a description for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's got all, it's just total jet black eyes, which are, no, thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, bad, scary, don't like it. Um, but uh, yeah, she confronts Fake Yuki in her room, uh, and the Fake Yuki explains that you know you forgot that you pressed the Zodiart switch this morning because you were forced to. And that's how Gemini was born. It split us in half. I'm the dark half of you, uh, and you're the light half of us. Right. You're my ha. I'm your ka. Yes. Yeah, ha. I'm your ka. Uh, it's Kingdom Hearts. This is this is Ventus. She's the tra- the shadow, the true self. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I I I am the person who is pushing for it used to be, you know, funny for the nobody and heartless. New hotness is hot on your car. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is very uh it's it's Roxas and Shion is what it is. Cause one of them is always draining the other. I thought that was Ventus and Vanitas. They kinda have that, but no, it's more Roxas and Shion. Because they're it? both constructs from Sora, and only one of them can use the Keyblade at a time, depending oh. on which one has more of Sora's essence absorbed into them. Right. Kingdom Hearts. But eventually Shion's like, we both have to die so Sora can come back to life. And I'm like, I don't know, I kind of like both of you better than him. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that's, you know, that's all the stuff. And then Evil Yuki's like, you wanted to do this stuff, and Good Yuki's like, I don't know, not really... I had I had thoughts about this, but I didn't want to do it. Uh, and Evil Yuki's like, well, I'm the evil version, so I did want to do it. Yeah. Uh, and over time, if she keeps doing stuff like this, uh, she will start draining uh, the, like, life from Yuki and replace her. Yeah. Uh, it's like a they have, like, 24 hours, and after 24 hours, whichever one is, like, more real gets to stick around. Right. Um, and, you know, credit to Yuki's actress, because she is fucking scary in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she does a really good job, both as real Yuki and fake Yuki in all their different guises. A lot of these episodes is just Yuki being upset, and she does a good job being upset. <laughs> yeah. She does a good job being upset. Um, anyway, Gen and Ryu, they show up, and they chase down, um, the fake Gemini, uh, and as they start to get, like something going uh Sagittarius shows up and is like yeah I'm just gonna go ahead and put a stop to this one I'm gonna I'm just gonna take care of this situation so that you guys don't fuck this up um anyway in 12 hours the winner will be decided between these two and Gen is like damn that's fucked up we can't have that happen yeah um and then I'm going to get rid of this net stroke some face it's it's for whatever reason it's not weird to me when they're transformed sure not weird at all when it's her uh as a human like sitting at Gavo's feet in the beginning of the next episode that's weird that's weird and i don't care for it i don't care for it uh but there is not as much of it as i was worried there would be no there's two two moments Yes. Yeah, I, I just like messaged you like mm, don't like this because I like just saw it. Yeah. I was worried there was more of it when you messaged me. I was like, oh no. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, um, Sagittarius is like, yep. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna take um 
this, and then Gemini's like, hey, check this out. I can do the supernova thing. Yeah. Uh, and then makes a second of her, and then, you know, they each fight one of Gen and Ryusei. Right. Uh, but one of them's a fake that can explode. Yeah, it turns out the supernova version that gets cloned is a bomb. Yeah. Uh, and it's, like, clinging to Gen, uh, and Ryusei's like, fuck, fine, I'll go step on this like I'm fucking Captain America. I'll just go <laughs> jump on this grenade. Uh-huh. Except this grenade goes off. Yeah. <laughs> and Ryusei is uh, just out of commission for the rest of these episodes. Not entirely. He comes back for a minute. At the very end, yeah. At yeah, the very end, This is the end, time yeah. where Ryusei must die. Right. Yes, Ryusei must die to pay for his sins. <laughs> um, Yuki, uh, the real Yuki, gets the mask face after this because the Gemini keeps getting stronger because Gen and, and Ryusei are, like, scared or whatever. Yeah. You know, And makes she sense. freaks out and runs away. She freaks out and runs away because she can't face everybody with the weird mask face. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but once again, I must say, you know, maybe have somebody post it up when you realize there was a fake one that looks exactly like her. Well, but it doesn't look exactly like her right now. It's a weird jester monster. Yeah, that's a good reason to keep the, somebody with the real one. So if something happens. And also, they didn't know they, they would trade back. faces. Like, it's pretty easy to tell which one's the fake at this point. No, I know that. But just in case. I'm like, just saying, they're in the heat of the moment. They're trying to chase down a monster. I don't think it's a ridiculous leap of logic that they don't think to do that. There are eight of them! I know, I'm just saying. I also, like, when Yuki is, like, huddled up, like, basically crying, I'm like, someone, like, not even, like, from, like, a strategic point of view, like, someone should check on her. <laughs> Yes. Like, I mean, yes. I agree. Alright. <laughs> uh, Ryusei blows up. That's the end of this episode. Uh, yeah. Beginning of the next episode, Ryusei's blown up the fuck up. <laughs> he sure uh, is. Fuck. He's, uh, you have never seen a worse looking jacket than the one on this boy right now. <laughs> <laughs> they, they dragged that jacket like on, from the back of a truck for like 20 miles. And then they shot a couple fireworks through it for good measure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Sagittarius says, yeah, uh, anyway, me and Gemini are going to go meet the presenters. We'll be back later, losers. Uh, and Kegel's like, excuse me, you can't just say that five episodes before we're done. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bit of lore that we haven't even seen before. Yeah, it's the yeah. classic fucking uh, Sailor Moon move of right at the end, you reveal that actually the main villain's working for an even mainer villain. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we find out in this episode that the presenters are not villains. They're just, sure. you know, they're just aliens. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, and like, and then, you know, the idea of like, you know, the man behind the man. <laughs> right. Very popular, yeah. just in general. Yeah. Um, but Gen runs off to try and find Yuki. Yuki is hiding from Gen, uh, mostly because she's ashamed. Um, it's I sad. I think she's also just like in a panic and like. One that thing too. I do wish these episodes kind of hit more, she is slowly losing her memories this entire time. Yes. They don't really get into that until they're basically gone. Yeah. 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 Like it, the only, like, way they do it is so that they have a reason why she just doesn't instantly, like, explain right. what just happened. Right. Um... Like, so if I have can... a complaint, like, logic-wise of these episodes, it's that... If she would just, like, I understand this is bad, but if she'd just, like, calm down for a second, we could work through this. But, like, and again, they don't make it explicit enough, but the fact that she is just, like, 
constantly becoming less of herself this whole time, like, makes me feel like, eh, I, yeah, that works for me. I, that makes sense. No. <laughs> yeah, like, if they, like, when she... Like, like, there were some really great parts to hit it, like, where she, like, when she left her parents' house, she was like, wait, why was I here again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like, it can make it, like, way more tragic and, like, oh, we really gotta help Yuki. Right. I, listen, I don't... I agree that this episode could be punched up a bit. Uh, the, the scene where, uh, Yuki goes back to her parents' house and we see, like... Fake Yuki, imposter Yuki, sus Yuki, right. in a uh, like kind of like Chinese outfit. Very yeah, glad yeah, we that, did now not see evil her. Yuki is getting to have a fun racist dinner party. Yeah, yeah. very glad we did not see her dad. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Mm. Who I'm betting has like a Fu Manchu on. Mm. Uh, no, you do see the dad. Oh, you do. Fuck, you do. I don't know if that's what you're talking about, because I don't... I'll be, I don't know that, but probably it's that, what you're talking about. I'll send you a screenshot. Boop. Is he like a big... Yeah. 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 Yep. It, it's more like the, the, the Dynasty Warriors than... Right. Exactly what I was worried about. It's just, I've yeah. seen... Um, Surprise, there's a lot of uh, Chinese racism in... Uh-huh. In Japanese media? Yeah. Yeah. Can't and believe again, this. like, in terms of this episode can be punched up a bit, this scene of Yuki without her face looking in at her family eating dinner and, like, getting upset would play a lot better if they weren't having a bizarre racist dinner party. That is true. Um, yeah, uh, that evil Yuki taunts real Yuki for a little while. Uh, and then it's like, hey, you know what I bet would make people or make you stronger uh, is if you stole the switch from me, huh? That'd be really funny if you did that. So she does. Um, <laughs> and so she does and then does not think about it. Uh, and then he, she runs outside again and Ryusei and the team have been told uh, that Yuki is back home. So they go meet her, but they see uh, real Yuki with the with the mask on running away with the switch and like, well, fuck, we got to kill her. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we have maybe my least favorite scene in the series where they beat the fuck out of her with knives. They do beat her up a lot. It's gratuitous. Yeah. It's, I guess. It's bad. I uh, like how bad it is. <laughs> no, this sucks. <laughs> no, they did not have to do. Like, they explicitly use all of the bladed weapons that. Forze has like it's just I just don't get why you have to do this. I, sure, I don't know. I I you like just that have... this whole. I like that this stretch of these episodes is in Yuki's point of view, and it's like super upsetting and distressing that like all of her friends don't recognize her anymore, and they're like attacking her. I don't like it. Like it sucks. I agree that it sucks, but it's supposed to. No, I don't. I don't think it's better for that. Um, I. I would care a lot less if it wasn't literally like scissors, chainsaw, spikes, scissors. I I guess I don't know. It's like not if like it's, she's like like if it's cut just by them though, it's just the same like explosions and sparks as every I weapon. I know, but it's it's Yuki. Sure. Any anyway, whatever. <laughs> 
I, I like. Clearly, I'm not gonna convince you of anything. So I like that it's Kengo who realizes that something's fucked up here. Yeah, because Fake Yuki runs up uh, and is like, "Yeah, again, get her ass." Uh, and then Kengo's like, "Weren't you mad at him like ten minutes ago?" Yeah, and she was like, "Uh, about that, I'm the Fake Yuki." And Kengo's like, "Yep, that's the Fake Yuki." Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, he says it so matter of factly. It's like uh, that's probably real Yuki, and that's probably fake Yuki. And she's like, "Oh, you got me." Got yeah, she me. doesn't really try to keep up the act. Well, like at first, she just goes like, "No, no, 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 yeah. no, <laughs> Um, and uh, she like turns into Gemini, and then is like, "Hey, y'all only got ten hours left, haha." LMAO. Bye. Uh, and leaves. Um, and then Yuki runs away, um, and she, like, ends up at a different part of the park, and she doesn't remember why. Yeah. And then she gets kidnapped by Leo and Libra to do the, the ceremony they're trying to do. Right. Um. They, like, have, like, nuggy footage. Or no, it's hamburger footage. Yeah. Yeah. They have, they have some kind of fast food footage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, and Ken is like, oh, man, why is this hill uh, giving me memories? Oh, shit, it was here when I promised Yuki the most important promise of my fucking life. <laughs> wow, how did I forget this one, team? Be- okay, okay, all right, let's go through I'm, the I'm scene, and then I'll guys... explain why I like it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm just going to let you guys go for this one. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's the flashback to when they're both, like, I don't know, four and uh, Yuki tries to no, explain the like, voice from space, and Gen's okay. like, that's dumb. And uh, then eventually he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make fun of you. I just, like, thought about you going to space, and I got sad that I'd lose my friend. And, like, they talk about how, like, he, like, gives her the idea to become an astronaut so she can go meet the voice in space. Yeah. And uh, she, like, gives him... Uh, we don't see what she gives him at this point, right? We don't even see that. We just see that he um, he brought, like, a little listening device, and he's like, I want to hear the voice, too. Right. Uh, and, like, tries to use it, and he was like, yeah, I never was able to hear it, but, you know, she, I we talked about it, and then we talked about how, like, uh, you know, if you're closer to someone, you can hear them better, so she should go to space, and I can come with to, you know, maybe I'll be able to hear the voice then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they agree on that, and then Yuki says when she becomes an astronaut, she will give Gen a ticket to space with her. Yes. Um, and on the day he moved away, she gave him a gold box that was decorated with a little uh, cut-out ticket to space Yeah. Uh, from Yuki, redeemable anytime. Right. I'm glad Adorable. that Yuki has not uh, changed her art skills from four. <laughs> Our... Yes. Yeah, well, legitimately, I, I love. Yeah, that. no, it's it's great. Yeah. Um, okay, but Gen says if I could find that, we'd probably be able to help Yuki fight back. He still, he still has it, and you're telling me he forgot? Yeah, because he shoved. It. Okay, here's what I like about this: Yuki and Gen have been friends since they were tiny little babies, and then Gen moved away, and they kind of like lost touch with each other. And then they met up in high school. They're like, oh, hey, yeah, cool. My old friend. Uh, great to have you. But on some level, he's just kind of taken it for granted. Like, oh, yeah, Yuki's my friend. Yeah, we're friends. And this is him, like, 
re-remembering why they're friends in the first place and, like, reaffirming that bond that was always just kind of assumed to exist from the start of the show. Because, yeah, he's got this keepsake from her, but he shoved it in a drawer, like, ten years ago and forgot about it. And he rediscovers it and rediscovers why he, like, came to love Yuki as a friend in the first place. I, I mean, to be fair to Molly... He put it in the shrine for, yeah, like, yes. his dead parents. Yeah, in a parents. sacred shrine! Again, when he was, like, five. It, that was, like, over ten years ago. I wouldn't no, remember they it. Have moved. they have moved a bunch since then, and he has taken it with him every time. I think he shoved it in the back of that shrine, and it just sat there this whole time. He hasn't, he like, thought about it since then. He just moved back into town. They had to have set it up here just then. I the think you're meant to assume he just has not seen that box since he stuffed it there. I think that's stupid. I like it, and it's sweet, and I like this episode. <laughs> I, I can see, like, where I, The emotional parts, they hit the emotions for me, but I resented it because I don't believe it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from, where, like, that's, like, a really good thing, like, of how Gin, like, you know, understanding that true, like, friendship that he has with this person... Yeah. It's just that, like, all the other times that we've seen Gen talk to people, like, he, remembers he has, everything like, an encyclopedic knowledge of... Right, but that's the thing, because all these other people have been, like, enemies that he's had to, like, put, like, blood, sweat, and tears into making friends with. Yuki's just like, oh yeah, she's that girl, and he was a little kid. We're friends. We're friends. No, Yuki, it's just five. even the random people in the lunchroom. Yeah, but those are all people that he's recently met and has made that effort with. I, I and this is him, like, going just... back and making that effort with Yuki because he ha- never had, really. Because he was a little baby when he did. But he did do it! Sure, but not as, like, a m- like mature person. Not as the Gen we know. I, I just, like, you know, Gen's character is already wonky to me, and, sure. like... Like, the one thing that he has for me is, like, he is that he is good friend. Right. And it just seems like this out of all of the other episodes mm-hmm. is the one They just one needed him to like, not be a good friend. Yeah. I think it's him. Yeah, I, to me, it is him kind of realizing that he needs to be a better friend to Yuki. And that he needs to, like, yeah, she's his first friend. And he needs to, like, go back and, like... Re, like rediscover that, but it doesn't hit for me because he's always so supportive and like is always of pushing course, for her. But he's like supportive of random strangers he bumps into on the street. Well, sure, but it's still it's not like he is not like close with her. Of course, no, I'm not saying he's not close with her. I'm saying you know it's the, he's renewing his friendship vows. It just it's so weird because like it isn't like we have scene like that they are on this like deep connection level for the entire show mm-hmm. and that they do remember all their memories from when they were kids they don't really talk about like hanging out as kids all the time like they remember being friends that's all really and like he remembers like, she wanted to be an astronaut like when they go to like his house they have like some right. but if he remembers that she wants to be an astronaut that is like the impetus of that want 
I understand that. I just think, yeah, I don't know. We're, I think we're not going to convince each other. It works for me we and it doesn't not. work for you. And that's <laughs> that's just going to kind of be how it is. I feel like I've explained myself. But, you know, yeah. Sorry, Ashley, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, I, I was just saying, like, when they, like, I, from my memory, when they go to his house to meet uh, his grandpa for, the, like, in the first time that we see it, uh, like, they talk about, like, some more, like, concrete stuff from when they were kids. I, I'll be honest, I don't remember the specifics of that scene, so. Yeah, you know. Yeah. That, that, that's just my memory of it. Sure, um, sure. <laughs> anyway, shout out to Hot Evil Yuki. <laughs> yeah, she's got, like, a cool black dress now. She's yeah. goth now. Yeah. She's goth now. She's looking good. She's living her best life. Tomiko's closet. Yeah. Looking great. Um, and then, uh, again, does bring the ticket. It helps them win. Um, Yuki overpowers the evil Gemini. Yeah, because, like, Yuki's, like, dissolving on the fucking dais they've dumped her on. And then, again, brings the ticket out and, it, like, lights the fire in her again. And she starts sapping the energy out of the evil one. It's great. Oh, I cried. Yeah. I cried, too. Guys, <laughs> good. I love it when Yuki wins. <laughs> I also love it when Yuki wins. Yeah, um, I, I also thought that it was like a weird thing to be like, well, obviously evil Yuki is stronger. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yes. I kind of thought it would be a thing of like at the end, like, oh, no, it turns out good Yuki was the strong one all along. Maybe. it could. Yeah, but they're like, yeah. no, I thought the Dark Woods were supposed to be straight. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, like it like once they are like getting into all like the stuff where it's like. Yuki's friends, like, aren't trusting her as much anymore, and, like, maybe that's, like, what is supposed to be, like, yeah. inferred that, like, oh, Dark Yuki, like, when she's, like, at her lowest power is just doing small things. Right. But they, like, it is, like, talked about by everyone as just, like, oh, of course, dar- the darkness is always stronger. <laughs> I feel like, like that's only the bad guys saying that. Yeah, the bad guys say that. I don't I think mean, anybody... Yes, like, yeah, but, like, that's what we get from, like, that's who tells us all this information. <laughs> Sure, yeah. I think the, you know, the idea is, oh, maybe Dark Yuki is stronger than Light Yuki, but Light Yuki has friends, so she's really the strongest of all, you know? Yeah, I, also, I also just thought it was, like, a one-off thing that Yuki said at the end, or the Dark Yuki said at the end, like, I thought the Dark Side was supposed to be stronger. Yeah, as like, she's I, getting, I, I like, remember ripped it being apart a big thing. inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, they, I think they the bad guys just hammer home that she's gonna win because they're bad guys. Yeah, yeah. They don't like say explicitly like, "Oh, the dark side is always stronger." It's just like, right? They just say like, "Oh, the strong side will like start winning out," and then Dark Yuki starts winning out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get you. Uh, I, I just say as if there is any character who does not have a dark side as much as Yuki. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I like I could foresee Dark Gen before I could see Dark Yuki. Sure. Damn, Dark Gen, who goes around <laughs> breaking other people's friendships. Oh shit. Dark Gen, who's just a home wrecker, destroying marriages across the country. <laughs> <laughs> he does romance movies now. Does he? Wow. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, but I, apparently I he always shows back that, up like, for Rider. He is like the one who's, like, always down for, yeah. like, a... Re- yes, he's always willing to come back. From what I understand, what I've been told. Uh, anyway, there's, like, a fight scene. Um, Leo uses the, um, 
which fucking Capricorn switch? Yeah. Uh, which, to, like, he's shoot... done this before, right? I forgot he could. Yeah, this is Leo's power is that he can, like, switch to any of the other, uh, any of the other Zodiart switches. Yeah. Which yeah. is cool. He, he's just too busy cracking walnuts most of the time to... Right. He's do just it. doing his thing, you know? He's got to keep that switch uh, thumb strong. That's why he's always cracking them nuts. Yep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the idea is he can use the other switches, and it's stronger when he does. I don't know. Anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, he's going to, so- like, start blasting them with the rock music from that one. And then Kango does some shit. <laughs> yeah, Kango makes a big shield uh, over everyone. And he's like, oh, that was weird. I didn't know I could do that. Anyway, let's go. Um, and they run away and um, again eventually. Well, Sagittarius is like, "Excuse me, is that is that that guy? That power? Could it be?" And they right. don't explain any further this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, he just grabs um Capricorn and is like, "We should just leave." Let's just go. We'll leave Gemini right. here. Fuck it. We got the switch. I like that I Gemini is like, don't worry, uh, Lord uh, Sagittarius. I'll defeat them. But, like, she's not even done saying that before they've just left. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, uh, it, it once... Go- Gamo... Not Gamo. <laughs> uh, once Sagittarius sees that she's got her old face back, he's like, hmm, can't fuck that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um... Again, uh, is gonna get blown up by the supernova thing. Ryusei shows up and throws him the meteor storm switch, which does powers. Yeah, yeah, it, that's all you it, gotta know. It, it sucks up the explosion so it doesn't hurt him. Question mark. Sure. Right. Fucking whatever. And then it also lets I him shoot the, the kind of like disc, at, like the destructo discs, like fucking fierce deity link in Majora's Mask. Yeah, that part was sick. Um. And then they killed Gemini. Yeah. Duh, duh end. Duh yeah. Um, that's not the end of the episode. There's something else. No, they're like happens. back in the rabbit hutch and like Yuki's giving out more tickets for everybody now. Yes. yes. And Reese is like sad that he didn't get one, but him and Tomoko have a couple's one. Yeah. Which I guess that they've just become a couple. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah she was the one taking care of him at the hospital too. Right. Uh, during this yeah. episode. Oh, and they're kind of uh, sitting like a little ways apart and Tomoko kind of like drags him over to her to show yeah, him the couple's ticket. It's cute. It's cute. I just forget that sometimes, you know, with me having to read behind, between the lines for so many of the couples I like. Sure. I forget that a lot of times those reading behind the lines are just, oh, then they are together. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like when you say, like, well, obviously, if two, if a guy and a girl did these two things together, it'd right. be obvious yeah, that they were a couple. Yeah, obviously dating. Yeah. Right. I forget that it's obvious that they're a couple sometimes. <laughs> I like that when she hugs him, everyone else in the rabbit hutch goes like, ooh. Yeah, I don't think it's, like, obvious they're a couple, but they've been, like, talking more uh, yeah. over this time, and this is the point where it's like, okay, yeah, they're dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, I like in, like, the last episode, one of the things I liked about that was, like, where you say, like, looking over at her fucking goth corner and be like, mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Miss that bitch. Yeah, miss that bitch. Damn. <laughs> Need me a goth bitch. Like all, through Ouija board. all I've got is an android. Fuck. Um, anyway, there's a short scene where Gamo is like, oh shit. Uh, oh, well, we got the Gemini switch, so I don't really care about the rest of it anyway. Damn, life's lonely when you're the only one who can hear the voice from space. Yeah. Um, and the principal was like, 
hang on a fucking minute. If I find Piscus, I'm fucking dead. Yeah. I can't do that. I'll I can't find die. this piss kiss. I the pre- Smash cut to the preview where he's talking to the Common Rider Club like, hey guys, I don't want to die. Do you want to be friends? <laughs> do you guys want to be friends? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Yuki makes those uh, tickets for everyone. Um, it's good. Yeah. It's good. That's that's wholesome content. I'm I'm into that part. Absolutely. <sighs> anyway, that's the end of this episode. Next time, the principal defects. <laughs> I actually oh, didn't look at the next time on. <laughs> uh, the principal defects and Ron is Piscus. Yes, From I Harry remember Potter? who Ron is. No, she's the she's the girl who was with the um boy. She's the freshman girl. Oh, uh, who had the, right, okay, who had okay, the fly yeah, yeah. boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, whatever. They do kind of say it as if, like, oh, right, that long-running character that we all know and love. I knew her. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Also, like, yeah, the episode ends with, like, Kango kind of, like, looking off into the distance as he, like, like that was some weird stuff that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it and it plays the it plays the space disease noise. Yeah. yeah. He's like, Damn. Oh, yeah, the, the one bit we didn't talk about that I do like. Is when Gen like runs back in the middle of the night to find the ticket. He wakes up his grandpa, who's just like, "Oh yeah, no, that sounds important. Anyway, I'm going back to sleep." Like he's not mad. <laughs> he's just like, "Yeah, no, right on. I love this, but I'm sleeping." Yeah, this sounds like y'all. I support you. I love you. Rifling through the house is sorting the photo album of life or whatever the fuck he says. But yes. also, I'm sleepy. I'm yeah. sleepy, dude. I can't help you. I'm fucking. I'm old and I'm tired. Um, I, there's a lot of these, the parts of this episode, or these episodes that I do like. Sure. But the, but the core of it is so broken to me that I cannot like it. Yeah. I, I guess I see where you're coming from. It, it worked for me. I, I liked it a lot. I liked the, the, like, existential horror of Yuki, like, being erased. That stuff is scary. Yeah. I mean, that, that kind of thing is my thing, so I'm kind of predisposed to like it. Yeah. Uh, and I, like, the emotional stuff with Gen and Yuki, I mean, like I said, I explained why it works for me, and that doesn't fly with either of y'all, and that's fine. Like, like I said, it's still kind of hit, but sure. I didn't like that it hit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It, it, it did not I hit did. for me. It was a, it was a yeah. full miss. It was a full miss mm. for Ashley, yeah. But also, a lot of things have been misses for this. Right. Yes, it has. Uh, two more weeks, y'all. Yeah. yeah, we're almost done. Almost done. All right, I hope you're ready for the lore. <laughs> <laughs> Last four episodes, baby. Yeah, I've seen right an anime before. I know what happens. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the last one is just going to be like a lot of shots of. Uh, <laughs> it's all just going to be them sitting in folding chairs under spotlights. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I'm excited. We got some questions. Let's do questions. Uh, Crash Pants asked us. What if Yuki got way into Hollywood Undead? And sent an incredible photo. <laughs> I'm looking at this photo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then seriously asks, uh, I, you know, that they really enjoyed the horror in this, and uh, what horror aimed at kids do you like? Ooh, huh. Um, I'm not a like big horror person. Over the garden wall is like a yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be in my head for a while, but Adventure Time kind of goes into horror direction sometimes, and it's good. Um, sure. like the like the original books of like scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Um, I think Coraline also fits into that. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Answered. Answered. <laughs> um, from at Fuck Shit Street. Uh, what would you do if it turned out you were actually the evil clone? What kind oh, of mask shit. would you wear to a bank robbery? <laughs> <laughs> I think those are di- distinct questions. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I was the evil clone, clearly I'm already doing what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing about being the evil clone. <laughs> right. You just get like get to know that someone out there who looks like you is doing better. Yeah. That's nice, I guess. Yeah. Maybe I'll ruin their life one day. Yeah, maybe. God willing. <laughs> well, at what point they'll see you and then you'll have to kill them. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, and for what mask I'd wear to rob a bank? I don't know why, but I always thought it would be like in like a movie or something. Uh, for everyone to like be wearing different kinds of like like a, a team of robbers to be wearing different like dog masks, not like sure. the fetish ones, but like just <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, not I, the fetish ones. Listen, I wanted to make sure <laughs> we've we've had a lot of different talks on this podcast. That's <laughs> true. I never would have even thought of it, but you're right. You should say that. I mean, yeah, I've I've, I've seen Payday. I know where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> what if what if they just can't uh, you robbed a bank in those like latex horse masks yeah there you go <laughs> where you can't like you have to like stare through like the nose holes and you can't really see <laughs> absolutely yes yeah anyone else uh maybe just like a beagle puss <laughs> that'd be good yeah right I'm gonna get a mask of an anime girl. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that one's good. That's the right answer. You won. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a good movie, but I do like the joke in um, Baby Driver where they all have uh, Halloween masks, uh-huh. and then the last person has a Austin Powers mask. Great. No, oh, yeah. Listen, the the opening sequence of Baby Driver is good. Yeah. And then the the movie keeps going for some reason. Yeah, I just wish they would have made the rest of it good, too. Yeah, just kind of seems like it could have stopped at the opening credits, and, uh, you know, you've seen all you need to see. And those would have been the ending credits. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely seemed like, well, I got, like, an idea for one sequence. Yeah. But obviously I just can't make a short, fit like, movie. <laughs> right, right. So I gotta, like, really stretch this out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, from that bookcase queen ninety six, what would your evil clone? How would your evil clone prank your friends? <sighs> how would my evil clone prank my friends? I think I would mess with people's audio. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, that'd be an easy one to get, Luke. <laughs> what yeah. do you mean? Just close Audacity. <laughs> Just go to his house and turn off his computer. <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> and erase the five Audacity projects I have open? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Would you like to save before you close? No. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know, just, uh... Like, GM Eidolon and have bad things happen to everybody and give everyone you a You already real... do that! <laughs> yeah, but, like, be mean about it. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> like, be the kind of, like, GM where it's like, it's me versus the players. <laughs> just just go back and listen to the Adventure Zone and copy all of that. Oh, God. <laughs> how dare you. <laughs> how, Molly, how would you prank us? I would turn off Luke's computer. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> by stealing your idea. <laughs> I'm gonna prank Ashley by buying a bunch of Yaoi manga and putting it in her room, <laughs> and just swapping out her Yuri. Oh, no. No. Well, the 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 real like extra mile on that would be if you took off the covers of my Yuri manga <laughs> and swapped them. Yes. That's a that's too long for a prank because yeah. like I don't I don't know how often you're getting those down from the shelves. Yeah. Um, the real thing I could do, it wouldn't even be Yaoi Manga, it would just be Hat. You would be so much more mad if it was Hat. You know what, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes worry that, like, people, like, will think, like, because people, like, will make jokes to me that, like, uh, like, oh, you know, if, you know, I won't like something if it includes any, like, <laughs> like if it, like, one of the main focuses is a heterosexual relationship. Uh-huh. Which, like, it's not true. There's a lot of movies like that. I yeah, think I feel I like you kind of wouldn't like most media if that was that was the thing. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing that's not true about you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, like, it is true that, like, if the really bad romance in uh, Mortal Engines was gay, I'd be like, eh, yeah, this is okay. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's just because most lesbian movies are fucking dog, dog shit awful. Uh-huh. Yeah. Two or three ones that are like passable, <laughs> uh, and one of them does include a dude getting his fingers chopped off. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> anyway, <Yeah. laughs> uh, from at Patch Jacket, what distinguishing feature would your mirror universe self have to make sure viewers could tell you apart? Oh, huh. Smaller boobs. <laughs> <laughs> My mirror universe self. Maybe just like one cool streak of colored hair. Damn. That, I was just going to say, mine would be, be blonde. Cool. It's opposite of me. Yeah. Just they have uh, writing on their shirt, but it's backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you, Luke? Is that is that yours? Yeah, it's mine. All right. You've invoked the, the game Control. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> the mere universe version of me likes control. Yep. <laughs> mere universe version of me likes these episodes. <laughs> the mere ver- universe version of me is still kind of ambivalent about these episodes. Uh huh. Um, what else we got? From at Pinmon, what aspects of your life would you trick your double into thinking are super important to you? <laughs> I guess so they don't mess with you as much. Oh, but sure. if they were my devil, they would know. Yeah, they know me intimately. More more so than even I do. Um. I don't know. It, like, I guess, like, my game collection. Uh-huh. Because I care about that, but, like, not as much as, like, other things that I care about. <laughs> right. 
What aspects of my question? Yeah, I feel like this question is like ten levels deep in a way that I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I do not have this level of Yomi skill to bring against my doppelganger. Um, yeah, really they also don't have that level of skill to bring against me. <laughs> uh, from Dorimingu, uh, what is one sentence a double would have to say for anyone to know they aren't you? Like, what would be the tip off? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh being nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're nice all the time. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um. It it would be me saying that Majora's Mask is my favorite Zelda. Oh. Because it, like, sounds like it's, you know, something that a normal person would have right, that yeah. opinion. You're right, not it's the kind I of opinion that a normal that person would have. Yes. <laughs> I did download Majora's Mask 3D for my 3DS. Fuck yeah. I'm gonna try and yeah. play it. I need it, to finish just... playing Chibi Robo because it's a game Chelsea really loves, and I've told her I will play it for years, and I'm finally like putting some time into it. She's told me that when I finish that, she will play Majora's Mask, which I'm excited to watch. She's never played it. Yeah, I, I don't know if she'll like it, Luke. I yeah, don't know either. I don't um, think so. I don't know. It'll just be the kind of thing where it's like a doppelganger me like sees like a Majora's Mask pin and like, oh, I should get that. And then it just like zooms in on your eyes and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm already well acquainted with recommending games to Chelsea that she does not like. Yeah. <laughs> I am completely, uh, I'm, I, I'm ready for that. After she told me that playing Pathologic reminded her of watching the movie Cats. <laughs> 2019. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, Dorming asked, and this will be our last question uh, Do we have, like, any personal favorite face covering for the pandemic? I just have a couple cloth masks that I rotate. Uh, no, I'm on disposables because I work at primary care. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, I mostly do disposables, but I have a few wrestling themed ones that I will wear. Mm. Uh, yeah, I have a black one and a red one. Anyway, that's it for questions. Uh, Look, where can I find you on the internet? Yeah. You can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. You can find other shows that I do on Audio Entropy, such as MCU Complete Me, uh, which we recorded episodes on uh, fucking Spider-Man Far From Home and also the Tom Cruise romantic comedy Jerry Maguire, but those both won't be out for a while. So go listen up to the other stuff we've done. It's good. How do you feel, how you feel about Jerry Maguire? I it was okay. Film? It's weird. Yeah. It's Sounds weird like in ways that I'm like <laughs> I have not watched a lot of 90s rom-coms, so it's weird in ways I'm not used to movies being weird. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of like a lot of thing where people like when you go to like old movies like, "Oh, like no one just did does this anymore. Like this doesn't exist." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, I can't say if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, that movie's... Tom Cruise falls in love with the idea of being a father to a child and also kind of likes uh, the child's mom, sort of. That's that basically like the plot of that movie. Yeah. He loves this kid. And, you know, lady's okay. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, that's even dialogue in the movie. Like, she's getting upset by how much he loves her kid. It's bizarre. 
Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Well, because it's also not playing it like he's being a creep. It's just he's just bizarrely the perfect father for this random child he's never met before. He just wants a son. Uh-huh. Uh, you can also find me on Eidolon Playtest. Uh, it's an actual play RPG campaign that IGM uh, comes out every Monday. It's a good show. We are playtest and Eidolon Become Your Best Self. It's a game me and Molly wrote. It's based on Persona. It's a good game. And JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is a good game. Somebody recently went, it's really mostly based on JoJo's, huh? And I went, yeah. I would say it's more JoJo than Persona, but there's Persona DNA in there. There's a little bit, but it's a lot more JoJo. Like the Undertow is 100% Persona stuff. Oh, I know. I know. Look, I'm I'm here with you. Yeah. But also, I I must admit, there's more JoJo in it. I I will say it's maybe 70-30 JoJo Persona. Yeah. Anyway, it's fucking good. It's fucking good. It's fucking good. Play it. Buy it. Play it. Listen, Persona is already just what if JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was a JRPG. I don't even know that that's exactly true, but it's close. Persona 4 is literally just the fucking plot of Diamond is Unbreakable. Okay, I believe you. Complete with, like, dead bodies found in, like, TV antennas. I believe you. (laughs) We'll not be playing Persona 4 uh, to find out. That's fine. Or watching Diamond is Unbreakable. Now, I think now that's it. less fine, but I understand it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's too gross. I can't watch JoJo. Yeah. It's too gross. And for what it's worth, Golden Wind is probably the grossest looking of all of them. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, They've still. all got gross looking stuff in them. Golden Wind is the worst one to look at. They've, they have spoiled the bunch. That's, you know, I can't argue with that. Ashley. You can find me at Yuri Labrano with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. You can also uh, find me on my new podcast. First episode went up with Luke. Uh, let's all talk in the lobby. The first episode was about Zodiac. Hell yeah. Uh, and then the next episode that's going to come out with my guest Zoe uh, is about Hellboy. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sick. And then yeah, I, I've already got some other ones recorded. I got some other ones planned. Are any of them about Mortal Engines? No. Oh, okay. I like that. That was like one of the ones I kind of thought about. Like, what if I force someone to talk about Mortal Engines with me? Yeah. But I was like, I don't know if there was going to be like would be enough to talk about. <laughs> if you find one yeah. like that, you can always force me to do it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you were definitely the one I was thinking of, but also yeah. I didn't want to go directly go to the Luke well again so soon. Understandable, understandable. Uh, but you can also find me at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give Ashley your fucking money. Give which, Ashley your fucking money. Which you should do that, but especially because I have a new goal on it, which I replaced from a, a goal that was long ago and was about a podcast I don't do anymore. Uh, but this one I'm still doing, and I want to do a side series of that film podcast all about Jackie Chan's American films. Oh, oh, oh. The Tuxedo. Yeah, starting with Rush Hour. Rush Hour. And Rush Hour. And ending with Skip Trace, the movie where he teams up with Johnny Knoxville. Oh. Okay. Yeah, it's that. I feel like there has been a, like a, a very large appraisal, reappraisal of Jackie Chan's 
filmmaking and acting, uh, especially the Hong Kong ones. Right. But I do not feel like that has happened uh, with his American ones. Yeah. People are more just like, those are bad. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and I want to just go in and investigate if they're all bad or if there's some good. Sure. It's an investigative journalism podcast. Yes. Much I like see. where podcasts started. Uh-huh, yeah. All right, Molly, where can five people find you? Man, you remember find me. Serial? Remember when everyone was crazy about Serial? I listened they to, still like... They that. You just buy it at the store. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to, like, an old podcast where they refer... Like, they were, like, talking about Serial. Yeah. Like, specific stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, people were, like, just obsessed with this thing and whether this dude murdered this girl. Right, yeah. Like, down to the point where, like, they would, like... The the ads on cereal became memes. Mail Kemp. Mail Kemp. Or like people were posting like Alright, I I drove the distance that he was supposed to you know, could have <sighs> drove. And it's like, alright, this is getting weird. This is getting real weird. True crime sucks, but also I'd like it. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. Molly, where can people find you? <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com. You can find me at INeedMail.com. New episode of the Amory Score dropped today, the day we're recording this. Hell yeah. Uh, that book's still bad. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. What? It didn't, it didn't get suddenly since... pick up? No, not in the last six months. It has not picked up. <laughs> I'm, I'm not caught up on the Amory Score. Is this book like a novelization of stuff that's already been covered or is it all new material no, this is all new material okay okay but there's like long periods in it that they're like yeah this thing happened but we don't really want to get into it despite it being the content of the book <laughs> <laughs> sounds great <laughs> it's so much sounds like claudio sanchez you fucking moron <laughs> yeah sounds like claudio sanchez continues to be a masterclass storyteller <laughs> and don't forget peter david everyone's fave I don't know who Cole that wrote is. wrote this book with Claudio. He's a comics guy. Alright. You, you you should ask Zoe. I bet she has some strong opinions about it. Probably. Probably. Oh, I forgot to say, I started reading X-Men today. Oh, neat. The new X-Men stuff. It's cool. I, I realized, like, you know, I really like, like, superhero shit, and I've never looked into it. I guess uh-huh. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Superheroes. Nice. Um... Anyway, you can find me on Idol on Playtest and at Journal Updated over at thesecondbestgame.club. Uh, when you hear this episode, it will only be a couple days until the Disco uh, Elysium episode is out. You should play be that game. exciting to get an episode where you both played the game for, for the first time in a while. For the, for the first time in three months? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now, to be fair, uh-huh. I did play Radical Dreamers. Well, sure. I was Nora almost, did play Fable. And Nora did play Fable. We didn't finish either. Right. Uh, because it, it turns out Super Famicom games are hard to understand, uh-huh. uh, especially if you're me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really bad at text games. I can't. I can't play like like if you put me in front of Zork, I would not do it. I can't uh-huh. do it. I'm not sure. capable. I don't have the kind of brain necessary to map out a place. Uh, anyway, um, journal update. You should listen to it. Uh, it's it's a good podcast. It is. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to actually have stuff to talk about with Disco Elysium, because oh, Fable yeah. is the most No Thoughts Head Empty game in the world. <laughs> right. Right. It's it's the big, like, 
It, it's an early journal updated game, but it's just fucking. Would you like to pet a cat or stab a sword into it? Yeah. Um, it's very funny. I don't know. I like Fable a lot. I understand why it, like people who had didn't play Fable in two thousand and four don't like Fable. Sure, <laughs> they're valid, but I don't believe that one bit. Uh-huh. You got Fable's great. Do you got any food or potions? Anyway, the chicken uh, chaser. Chicken chaser. Chasing chickens. <laughs> um. Patreon.com slash But you go to AudioEntropy.com, hit the donate button in the upper right hand corner, give us a little bit of money for the hosting on the website. Everybody appreciate that. Thank you, everybody who has. Um, leave us a review on iTunes. Tell your friends about our podcast. Watch Cover Rider Forza with us. It's almost done, though. You don't have very much time to catch up. That's true. Um, uh, two more weeks. Uh, and then the week after that, we will maybe take a break and then start our next show. We usually take a break between shows for a week. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, spend those, uh, that extra week. Get ready for Gravity Falls, baby. Yeah. Legally acquiring Gravity Falls. Yes. We did last time just outright say, just, just. Oh, yeah, just pirate it. Just, just pirate, pirate it. Fucking, who cares? Just pirate it. Just go yeah. get it for free from somewhere. But get a. Make sure you get a VPN first. <laughs> be smart Don't about uh, this. Yeah, be As smart. always, uh, stealing is good. Yeah. Theft is great. Yeah. Especially from Disney. It's. It is. Always moral, but it's more moral if it's from Disney. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess I would prefer if people paid for Eidolon, but I guess I'm not that mad about it if people steal it. It's I not really did. Listen, deal. I would say... I don't know if, they yeah. didn't, but whatever. Stealing from a big company is never immoral. Yeah. Smaller yeah. folks... I don't, I don't make enough money. <laughs> it gets grayer. A little more gray. Uh, anyway, that's, that's it. Anybody, anybody, anything else? Yeah, and so. that that exact thing is what leftists have been debating about for t- decades. <laughs> I don't own anything, man. Yeah, it's I got how, a PlayStation. How, that's it. How small, you know, bourgeoisie do you have to be? To right, before stealing is okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but until next time, it's space time. Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. It's lonely. Out in space on such a time, less flight.